In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The Unified Civic Monuments Project has been given the green light by the Benton Harbor Planning Commission for its monument to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in Dwight P. Mitchell City Center Park. At their regular meeting this week, the Planning Commission signed off on the landmark's design. That's after the full city commission tabled it due to lack of specifics. Speaking Tuesday, monument designer Garth Woodruff said it will take the place of an arch already at the park, reusing some of the brick. He talked about the monument's footprint. The significant pieces, I would say, are probably the granite wall, the granite table and stools, and then, of course, the statues that are being built by the artists from the West Coast. Woodruff said there will also be two bronze statues. Dr. King is the primary statue, and then there's a young child pushing a bench to have a seat at the table. So there's two statues on this property. The granite wall will be nine feet tall with a window in it, and there will be lighting embedded in the ground. The structure will sit on a six-inch concrete slab designed to withstand the weight of a semi, and Woodruff said the whole thing is designed to last 100 years. The Planning Commission approved of what's planned and sent the matter to the full City Commission for their approval. Indiana-Michigan Power has its eye on the weather, as southwest Michigan could be looking at high winds and snow later this week. I&M spokesperson Kara Stevenson tells us the company has mutual aid agreements with other utilities so that when major outages occur, extra help can be brought in. Storms or hurricanes or thunderstorms, um, I think we've seen a little bit of almost all of those this week. But crews are on the ground and busy in their areas, so they can kind of just gauge what they're accomplishing and seeing what mutual aid they might need to help finish the job. I&M crews will often respond to disasters outside their service area when they're needed, like when Hurricane Maria catastrophically damaged Puerto Rico's electrical power grid in 2017. Stevenson said I&M meteorologists follow each weather system to help crews be prepared, and they're doing that this week. We do what we can to make sure our customers are safe, and that's making sure that the communications come across social media, text alerts, email alerts on our website, and that gives our customers a chance to make a plan. Stevenson tells us it's better to be over-prepared than under. Therefore, everyone is advised to take steps now to be ready for the severe weather. The National Weather Service says southwest Michigan could be hit with as much as 8 inches of snow on Saturday, along with wind gusts of up to 50 miles per hour. The new website for Lincoln Township launches today. Lincoln Township clerk Stacey Lohr-Porter tells us it's supposed to go live this afternoon. Township trustees in August approved hiring Civic Engage to create a new website and a new text alert system for residents. Lohr-Porter says the new site goes hand-in-hand with the alerts and offers much more for residents. They'll see new pictures, they'll see easier navigation bars at the top and at the bottom. They'll be able to access agendas, minutes, Uh, they'll be able to sign up for reminders of meetings, calendar events, reminders for taxes and elections, and any kind of reminder they can think of. People had started pre-signing up, so they'll start getting information. Um, Once it goes live, they'll get an alert that they've been added and they can go on can really customize what you want to receive notification on. Laura Porter says it took a lot of work to get the site put together with her staff taking special days just to train for the use. She says the goal is to make it easier for residents to find what they need and to be engaged. Tickets are now on sale for the 32nd annual Lake Michigan College Foundation Student Benefit Auction. Previously known as the Winner's Circle Auction, the event is held each year to raise money for the Scholarship Endowment Fund. 
Lake Michigan College Foundation President Doug Schaefer tells us the auction makes a big difference. The event itself uh, usually brings in around $100,000 per year, and that's been consistent for the last several years, and so that's our minimum goal this year is to at least reach that amount. Up for grabs at the in-person event on March 2nd will be experiences like sporting events, concerts, and meal packages. There will also be an online silent auction with items like furniture, toys, and tools available. Shaver says with each auction, more students can be helped. The endowment that we've created directly from the proceeds from this event now produces over $200,000 worth of scholarship money each year. So every year that we host this event, more money gets invested into the scholarship endowment. Schaefer says the items are mostly donated by local businesses. The in-person event is not only an auction, but a celebration with live music, a raffle, cocktails, and food. Tickets are available now, and we have a link to that at our website, wsjm.com. Lincoln Township leaders are in talks with the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy as improvements are planned at Lincoln Township Park. Plans have been in the works to add parking spaces closer to the water so that visitors don't have to park near Notre Dame Road and walk a half mile to the beach. However, the Lincoln Township Board of Trustees was told this week there has been some eagle pushback. Brandon Miras with the Williams and Works, an engineering firm, told them Eagle is concerned about the dunes being disturbed, urging that the work be done closer to the road and not closer to the lake. Part of the revisions that we're going to put forward, we're going to deploy some retaining wall to reduce the amount of grading that we have to do in those as we put access drives and such through some of those small dunes along the edge of the existing road. We've done a good job of minimizing the impacts to those dunes, so we just need to demonstrate that a little bit better. Mira said the agency seemed to be less concerned about the south end of the park near the restroom facilities. Perhaps more parking spaces could be created there, the officials thought. Trustee Mark Florian said Tuesday the talks will continue until something is worked out, adding it's a back-and-forth process. A new report says Michigan has the lowest professional-to-student ratio of all states in the union and points to the particular staffing needs of rural schools. In Michigan's rural school districts, just one counselor or school psychologist serves an average of 571 students. This is just one finding in a report from the National Rural Education Association. Director Alan Pratt says the issue may require more funding to improve adult-to-student ratios and serve kids better, especially in rural areas. He suggests local education agencies get creative to help fill the void. We have to do more to train our teachers number one, but also train folks in our community and our school to do a job helping these students. Because, I mean, even if you had 10 to 500, you still couldn't get the whole job done. I mean, so this is a community effort. The National Rural Education Association report finds some strengths in the system as well. Students in rural districts are more likely to graduate from high school than their non-rural counterparts. In addition, having smaller schools and close community ties creates advantages for rural kids. COVID-19 is booming, and it's becoming difficult to know if you've been infected. The reason is, at-home rapid tests are taking longer to return a positive result after symptoms first start. Dr. Leah Monday is an infectious disease specialist at Detroit Medical Center. She says virus levels in your body need more time to be discovered by the rapid tests that are currently on the market. Early on, You know, we knew that viral loads were peaking at the onset of symptoms. That was very early on in the pandemic, and that's why in the beginning, only one single test was sort of released for every person in a household. 
Dr. Monday advises people to test for COVID once at the onset of symptoms and then again 48 hours later. There's a proposal in Lansing to establish a monthly fee on every water meter in the state, and it's drawing considerable opposition. The proposed $2 fee on every water meter, which would generate an estimated $70 million in revenue each year, would be earmarked to support a statewide water affordability program. Among those opposed to the legislation is Macomb County Public Works Commissioner Candace Miller. Whether you are in Macomb County, Oakland County, Wayne County, or Mackinac County, everybody who is a water meter customer will now pay this fee. And the money essentially is going to the city of Detroit to pay for their program that they have there to give water free. One of the sponsors of the water meter legislation, State Senator Stephanie Chang of Detroit, says the fund would support customers in need statewide. The proposals will be back before Lansing lawmakers this week as they return from holiday break. There are new developments in the case of a Portage mother of eight who disappeared in 2022. Kalamazoo County Prosecutor Jeff Getting has announced charges against Heather Kelly's boyfriend. We have this morning charged Carlos Vance Watts Jr. with the offense of murder for causing the death of Heather Kelly. That charge of open murder carries with it the possibility of a sentence of life without parole. Getting says Kelly's remains have not been found, but prosecutors feel they have enough evidence for a conviction. Getting says there is a reward for information leading to the whereabouts of Kelly's remains. And if you're still riding high off of Monday's University of Michigan victory over the University of Washington, here's your chance to celebrate the national championship with the team. The school has announced there will be a parade Saturday at 4 o'clock, starting at the President's House and ending at Schembechler Hall. Fans should line up outside the President's home and along State Street. Then at 7 o'clock that night, the Champion Circle Collective is hosting a celebration at Chrysler Center. Reserve seats are $60 or $30. It will also be televised on the Big Ten Network. Also, watch out for the snow if you travel to the east side. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.